0: This is a download from BFM 89.9, the business station.
1: Shall we begin?
2: Buzz Lightyear mission log, Stardate 3901. After a full year of being marooned, our first hyperspeed test flight is a go. Who are you talking to? No no one.
0: You were narrating again. I was not.
2: Just doing the mission log.
0: You do know no one ever listens to those. I know that.
2: Narrating helps me focus. BFM 89.9. Hello, everybody. You are listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn, Sharmila and Arvin. And uh, we've got a week of reviews lined up because after a... Shall we call it delay? We'll call it a delay. Hmm. We'll be polite. Um, After a delay... Lightyear has made its way to Disney+. Plus, uh, So we're starting off with that this week.
0: I don't know whether the anticipation and all of the drama around this like sort of heightened my expectations or made me kind of, I don't know, maybe I, I sort of rode the wave of it and I've already crested and, and perhaps I lost a little bit of the excitement for it, which might have reflected on my experience watching Lightyear because I enjoyed it very much Um But I won't say it's something that I'm sort of going, yeah, this is one of the best Pixar's ever, which we come back to, right? It's a Pixar issue. We always have high expectations and not every movie hits it. That's it. really fun watch. Um, And I loved Chris Evans as as Buzz Lightyear.
1: So I I have something to say about the Pixar thing, but um, I really like Lightyear. Um, I can I can't believe we're finally reviewing the controversial Lightyear, um, <laughs> the for
0: mature audiences only
1: Lightyear. The for mature audiences only Lightyear. We'll do the same thing for Thor like 3 months after the hype has uh, completely died. Depressing. Um yeah. Uh, but I liked it. I enjoyed it a lot. It it does feel like a Disney movie though, more than a Pixar movie if that makes sense. Um in terms of like depth and and storytelling and, and character development and, and all that stuff, it feels very, very much like a Disney animated film um, and not so much a Pixar thing. But overall, yeah, super enjoyed it. So
2: Lightyear is the origin story of the toy Buzz Lightyear. I think that's the easiest way to put it, except it's not even based on a real story. Instead, it's the fictional film that then resulted in the merchandising of Buzz Lightyear the toy that then makes its way into Toy Story. So
0: it's quite clever, right? It's a movie that exists within the Toy Story movie yes. that the toy was based on.
2: Yes, so so that's basically the telling of it. And in it, uh, essentially, Buzz is this very self-sufficient big dreaming space ranger who, because of his inability to ask for help, um, you know, kind of does everybody dirt- dirty and his entire mission <laughs> ends up stranded on a planet which he tries to save them from or participate in the saving of them from. And there's some very interstellar stuff that happens. I don't know how much of it we want to talk about but there's a lot of interstellar in there. There's uh, your classic space stories. There's some stuff about identity. So, yeah, yeah, overall not really your classic Pixar Fair. I didn't shed a tear, I don't know about you both. Um and maybe that's part of what makes it Disney-ish. Um I I thought it was very fun. And I thought that it showcased the potential for
0: animation to do space really well. I did shed a small tear, I want to say. Oh. And I think that might have to do with um, actually my issues with the film. Uh, it's almost like it doesn't know whether it wants to do the the sort of heart-wrenching Pixar themes that you're used to seeing. Things like ageing and losing your friends and feeling like uh, the people you once knew are no longer around. Or is it just a fun space adventure buddy comedy? Um, and I think that's why the tear was just that one tear at one particular scene because it feels like that story was kind of there but lost its steam by the end. Um, but yeah, I, I agree with what you said, Arvin. that largely it feels to me more like a very good Disney film and not even like current Disney, like Encanto, but almost like 90s Disney, which is like fun. Mm. It's, it's, it's great fun to watch. But ultimately, it feels like it's pitched at a certain age and that's kind of it.
1: Yeah, um, I, I love that you mentioned Interstellar also because I felt the the same way. I love that they tackle some really big, deep, like existential themes. Uh, the science of the whole thing, right? Um, the 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 Interstellar meets Toy Story stuff, um, and you can see that this movie was designed for like thirty something millennials who grew up with Buzz Lightyear, not like kids. It's it's again not a kids movie by Pixar. It's mainly for the adults in the audience. But I think with this movie. Um, picks up bit off a bit more than it could chew because they go for the big existential stuff but they don't really 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 go for it so they pull their punches when it comes to the the emotional heft of it uh, when really showing you what it means like uh, in terms of like loss in terms of i don't know how much we can say honestly but in terms of loss in terms of loss for the character itself and i think when you open up that, that box of science and astrophysics, you have to go for it. And we've seen Interstellar go for it and and it did it a lot better. And Lightyear doesn't go then. I think that sort of hurt its momentum and hurt its chances.
2: I really love that you said pull its punches because that in a way sums up how I felt. Um, In one Mm. sense, especially in terms of the emotional arcs, totally pulling their punches, right? And again, not sure whether that's because it's aimed for kids. And so there's not so much you want to be able to say about about ageing, about your friends no longer being around and, and, you know, about things being your fault. And yeah. that is really the foundation of the Lightyear character, actually. Although when he's played with uh, by Chris Evans, clearly having so much fun with so much bravado, that stuff is very easy to overlook as well because you've also got the framing of the Buzz character from Toy Story where you know what he's supposed to be like. So it's like layers upon layers of things that allow you, if you want, to be distracted from... The initial story that it looked like they were trying to tell. So yeah, they they pulled their punches in that sense. But in the adventure sense, I felt like the punches were all repeatedly to the face. In other words, that they didn't vary the storytelling possibilities. That what's going on with Buzz as he sets off on this attempt to, to help people, to keep people safe all of that just repeats, right? He keeps getting saddled with people who want to help him that he doesn't want to help him. They in turn help him and then something goes wrong with the ship or something goes wrong with something else or something happens to this. And, you know, you, I, I can say all that without even spoiling it because it just keeps
0: happening. You won't even know what I'm referring to. Yeah, it, it, it's a very repetitive film. Um, it feels like buzz Kind of takes a very long time to get to the quote unquote lesson, right? Um, or the realization or the self awareness. And I think uh, because the, the, the tone of it is also always the same. It's not as if we start off with a small issue and then it escalates, it escalates, it escalates. It's actually just the same thing again and again. Uh, and I mean, the the plot itself is almost like that as well, right? There's one task that he's trying to achieve, um, that he tries and fails and tries and fails and tries and fails. Um, so there is something about that, I think, that starts feeling a little samey after a while. Um, the other thing which which you referenced, Lynn, about... Um, the original Buzz Lightyear, voiced by Tim Allen. Um, I think a part of it is for me, um, the joy of the original Buzz Lightyear was, was his derpiness. Like, he's really yes. so unself aware and he's derpy. And so you kind of laugh at him as well, uh, but not in a mean way. And this character isn't that. And that's fine. He's not meant to be that buzz. But then I think there's, there's not a lot to kind of hold on to in terms of who is this buzz other than this bravura space ranger.
1: Yeah, so the, that's the thing, right? You can't connect this buzz with the toy buzz, and then you suddenly don't understand why the Tim Allen buzz behaves the way he does when this <laughs> buzz is kind of like self-serious and has a lot of baggage and has a lot of like a lot of a lot of emotional weight on him, right? So I think the issue is actually putting Buzz Lightyear in this Pixar movie gave everyone different expectations. So they were we or I was expecting like Star Wars level, like space opera, uh, fun, goofy, colorful adventure. The the pixification of Buzz Lightyear, I think, weighed down on it. So they wanted to make it serious. They wanted to make it a more serious movie. But then at the end of the day, you're you're basing. Like this whole adventure is supposed to be based on the Buzz Lightyear that you know from Toy Story, but you don't see that at all, other than the, the fact that he does the, the, the space, the adventure narration thing, and he's slightly goofy in that sense. You can't exactly connect the two, um, and I think there's some, there's some charm and there's some fun that's lost like, in between for me.
2: We're talking today about Lightyear, which finally is available to watch legally on Disney+. Plus. Um, and it was directed and co-written by Angus McLean. Uh He wrote that along with Jason Headley. And of course, it features the voice of Chris Evans, um, As well as others, right? Kiki Palmer, Taika Waititi, it's a lot of people. We'll continue our discussion about the film after this. Let us know, have you seen Lightyear? What did you think of it? You can WhatsApp us 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio.
1: Bruce
0: Freddie Morrissey, BFM 89.9 Ready, Captain Lightyear?
2: Ready as I'll ever be, Commander Hawthorne. This is
0: exciting. A new adventure. I'm going to grant you four minutes to be off planet, but then you come right back to us. To infinity and beyond.
2: You are clear for hyperlaunch?
0: People, people, people. Buzz, that was utterly terrifying, and I regret having joined you.
2: Buzz, Lightyear to Star Command. Come in, Star Command. Why don't they answer? BFM 89.9, you're listening to Popcorn Culture with Lynn Shyamalan and Arvin. And as you can probably tell, today we're reviewing Lightyear. So uh, we've talked a bit about the story and how some of it maybe didn't stand up to what we wanted. I think, however, that that clip from the trailer showed some of the bits that I really did enjoy. Um to infinity and beyond is lovely. There's a there's an added context I think to how the phrase came about. That's really fun to watch. Um, there's a
0: pet, oh socks,
2: yeah socks, who is deeply deeply enjoyable. And overall, I think the voice cast
0: sounds like they're having a good time. Oh, I I love the um, I love the 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 ensemble that surrounds Buzz. After I, I suppose the second third <clears throat> the one-third of the movie onwards, right? Because that's Kiki Palmer, Taika Waititi. um, Peter Sohn. Yes, Peter Sohn. um, (laughs) And really, Socks is one of the best parts about the movie for me. Um, A cat robot that literally goes beep, beep, boop, boop, not because it's being funny, but that's just how it's programmed to process things is genius. Um, So these are the little touches that I really enjoyed. Um, A little bit more than the space adventures, I must say.
1: Chris Evans was perfect for this, right? Yes. Like he, has, he has the Buzz Lightyear voice. Like if there was ever an actual Buzz, even live action, mm-hmm. if there was a live action Buzz Lightyear, it's Chris Evans. Um, he even looks th- like Buzz with the chin and everything. Yeah, he, he looks like Buzz. Um I wanted to ask though like should they have let Tim Allen voice this in like an I don't know in in, in an ideal world I know you cannot sell tickets in 2022 with Tim Allen's name on a poster I know he doesn't have the best track record in his personal life but in in like an ideal setting should they have let him like you know uh, um, reprise the role of buzz would it have made it sound better if he did?
0: think it mattered to me to be honest. I liked Chris Evans' voicing of the role a lot. Mm. Um, I also like that he's clearly tried to imitate Tim Allen's cadence a little bit. Because yeah. there are like certain points at which it's weird. Like I'm my brain does this thing where it's like Tim Allen, Captain America, who is this? Um which which is kind of interesting and fun. And and they've gone to a lot of lengths to say this isn't the same character. So I was fine with it.
2: Okay, I never liked Buzz Lightyear. What? Oh. Yep. Uh, so I've never I, I've never been excited for this film. Uh, when you guys were like, oh, alas, it's not coming. I'm like, all right. Um, but I, I kept my peace. And you kept this quiet. I know. Um, we're, <laughs> we talk we're,
1: about controversy, right? Huh.
2: We're in the second half of our review. I waited till now, <laughs> like, like lying to strike. No, so I've never enjoyed the Buzz character, mostly because um, I think maybe it was the age at which I watched Toy Story, where I didn't appreciate the complication that he introduced into Woody's Great Life like woody had it made you know and then buzz comes along like who the heck so because of that that kind of fundamental discomfort with buzz lightyear extended all the way into all the other movies and so for that reason i don't actually have a fondness for either the character or tim allen so when everybody was there was a lot of rending of garments right a lot of people were i mean people who were fans of the original toy stories were very
0: upset I
2: didn't feel that way, and I think Chris Evans did really well. So yeah,
0: I yeah, I mean, I actually I'm I'm happy to have Chris Evans voice this role, and I think having seen the interviews that Chris Evans has been given and his sheer excitement at voicing Buzz um, also helped a lot. I don't think he was the reason this doesn't work as well as it
1: should. No. Um, But also it's a beautiful looking movie though. I mean that helps so much It's an amazing looking movie Like you can clearly see That this was made for cinemas Uh, Most Pixar movies and Disney movies They don't have the black bars right So when you watch it on TV It's like perfect for your TV This was so clearly made for like IMAX And it was formatted for like a widescreen Some of the shots would have looked amazing And I think like that's our loss That we didn't get to see it on a big screen But such a visually pleasing thing to look at Like such such good eye candy this movie
2: So I'm really glad you brought that up because um, I mentioned this at the start, right? That I feel as if this opened up the possibilities of what you could animate in terms of space. And I love how how grotty and how tactile the suits felt, the buttons, the ships, all of that looked amazing. And then when he's going into hyperspeed, when he's out there in outer space, it's glorious and the sound design. So I think that the... To me, Lightyear really works as a space movie. If you don't think of it as a character study, if you think of it only as a space adventure film, if you ignore the fact that it invokes Interstellar then doesn't do anything with that premise. You know, if you take away the emotional heft and weight that we expect from a Pixar, particularly of a character that then creates a toy who is then a very beloved character in another franchise. Um, If you ignore all that, then I think it's a great space movie, but it's not much more than that, to me.
0: Oh, um, scenes of ships taking off. Uh, Mm -hmm. There's this beautiful scene of Buzz in the cockpit, and the reflection of, um, essentially, as he's flying through space on the glass of of, of the vessel, right? It's The detailing of how they animate this movie is so gorgeous. Um, You're right, I actually wish that they had just gone all the way and made it one of those like exploration kind of films and not necessarily a, oh, we need to bring Zerg into this. We need to tell a story of the baddie versus the good guy. Um, Yeah, it's like, I guess they, they do everything not quite there. Everything feels like there's more that could be done. Or pick one lane and stick to it.
1: Hmm. I, I honestly don't know if this movie would have worked so much better if it was if they use fresh characters. I think Buzz Lightyear comes with so much um, so much on his shoulders. Like one, you're taking it out of context of Toy Story, so he doesn't have Woody, he doesn't have the other toys. It's a different Buzz Lightyear, but then it, he's got so much history behind him, right? So I don't know if they just use fresh faces, new characters, and then made it a Pixar movie. If we would have loved it a lot more, I yeah, I can't tell. I love that it is a Lightyear movie. But I also think that they had a lot of like Tai Chiing to do for the Lightyear name.
2: Some of that also I think is the exhaustion at this point for all of us of spin-offs, that if you're going to do a spin-off, then it has mm. to be amazing. Otherwise, why do it? Um we are coming to the tail end of our review and I do think that we have to talk about why it didn't make it to the cinemas, right? So, okay, we we don't have to necessarily describe, but I think by now it's pretty well-documented why it is that the film didn't, or, you know, after a tussle, (laughs) the the film didn't end up getting screened in cinemas nationwide. And I think that the storyline, such as it is, isn't even a storyline per se. Instead, it really is... um, how most people would understand inclusivity in that you are just including people um, without necessarily making a meal of that narrative or those characters.
0: Yeah, and I think it's a pity, right? Because that particular um, aspect that proved to be so controversial, um, actually involves a really great character. Um, And that Mm -hmm. character is so much more than just that particular aspect of her life. She's she's a really important character, pivotal in many ways, for Buzz and his journey. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I do think we lose out a lot when we only choose to focus on um, this aspect mm-hmm. of what the movie is doing rather than just saying, well, it's being told really well and that just
1: happens to be who they are. I mean, it focuses on the story, right? At the same time, like that's a whole other conversation. Like, you know, does it have to influence the story or not? But you're right. Like, none of... I mean, that, that controversial aspect, none of that actually influences the story in any way. Like, it doesn't change anything in the movie. It doesn't do anything to to move the movie forward or backward. It just is what it is. Um, for, at, at the end of the day, I think, like, seeing um, how fleeting it was, I was like, oh, okay. And, and that's it, you know?
2: It also kind of gave us a preview of things to come, right? Because if it's a, yeah. oh... That's it, and it didn't make it to the big screen. Then I think we we might be in for a rough ride in future, um, especially mm. from Disney, because yeah, I mean, it looks as if this is a this is a thread that they're going to be carrying through mm. many of their films, if not all.
0: Mm. Yeah, and and I think that. Um I think it, I do think it would be a pity because this was this was something that I would have loved to see in the big screen. Yeah. I think that the story it's telling is also hugely inspirational for people of all ages, um, and it was a pity that it had to take this journey to get to Malaysian audiences.
1: And, and also from this studio, right, like we know Disney movies, whether it's like Marvel, Star Wars, Pixar, whatever, you need to see it as a cinematic experience. It has to be like a communal thing. There's so much hype. Uh, we mentioned Thor, like that's also going to be a thing where we're going to talk about it once all the hype has died. And Yalla, that's kind of sad, la, you know? I mean, there's no other way to spin that, right?
2: I expect it to be a very similar tone as this conversation, to be <laughs> honest. Yeah. But we've been talking today about Lightyear, which, after a delay, has finally made it not to the big screen, but to streaming. Uh, you can watch it on Disney Hotstar. Uh, let us know if you have seen it. It was, of course, uh, directed and co-written by Angus McLean, his uh, directorial debut, actually, and voiced the titular characters voiced by Chris Evans. Uh, you can WhatsApp us your thoughts, 18 789 899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Write to us at movies at BFM.my.
0: Thank you for listening to this podcast. To find more great interviews, go to BFM.my or find us on iTunes. BFM 89.9, the business station.